0: do 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 Every podcast needs a theme song. And here's mine. Hi, folks. Thanks for tuning in to Restoring History. I am Mike Elher, And on today's show, I'll be talking about how we restored our new Master Series of Little Nemo prints. And I'll be discussing how we didn't restore our Master Series of Little Nemo prints. Also, I'll be joined in the studio by comic collector and retailer Mike Murray, illustrator john Cortis, and as always heather bates with the news but first this podcast is brought to you by my company calistration incorporated visit us at calistration.com and check out our master series line of high quality art restoration prints our first set featuring little nemo and slumberland is available now these are restored directly from the original art and you get a total of four 18 by 24 inch prints Full color, and they'd look great hanging on your wall or displayed in a standard 18-by-24-inch portfolio. New prints are available every couple of months, so visit often at K-E-L-L-U-S-T-R-A-T-I-O-N.com. That's Kelistration.com. All right, on to our restoration topic for the day, and that is Little Nemo on Slumberland. As you know, because I just read a commercial for it, we just released our first set of art restorations for the Master Series. Master Series was something I'd con- been contemplating for years, and the idea evolved over many years. Originally, I had envisioned starting my own series of collected editions, you know, reprinting the comics that I wanted to see restored properly. But as the market became more and more flooded with, uh, frankly, inferior restorations, I came to the sad realization that most people don't actually care about comic art. They think that They think that they do, but the problem comes down to a weird fact. Comic fans, especially the ones that grew up before 1990, they didn't understand that the art that they were enjoying wasn't a quality representation of the artwork. I include myself in that group. I had no idea that the printed Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby, uh, John Buscema artwork I was looking at was a poor representation of the art. Lines were missing or incomplete, details were reduced to uh, indiscernible masses of ink. Well, it's all stuff I've discussed on previous episodes, so I won't waste any time rehashing it. But the point being, the art we saw in the printed comics was a poor representation of the artwork, but it was all we knew. We didn't know any better. So anyway, with all the low-quality collected editions being released, uh, that satiated the average reader. I know that the vast majority of the readers wouldn't be interested in spending another $50 to $100 per book for material they already have. That doesn't mean that there is no market for the high-quality restorations. I know there are people out there that would, that, that would shell out the money for it. But I also I know the amount of time and money needed to create the level of quality that I envisioned uh, couldn't be recouped in today's market by the small audience that, that really cares about the story and the art. Uh, so we bandied about the idea of jumping on the bandwagon and producing the scan and print editions of old comics, Uh, you know, we're just, they scan a book, maybe clean it up a little bit and then just print it, but you can call it pride or you can call it egotism. We don't want to be that company. You know, we spent years struggling to become the top comic restoration company in the world and we don't want to throw it away by producing just another set of run of the mill, run of the mill reprints. I knew we had to set our sights on something a little smaller, I had always been a big fan of the old comic strips, and Little Nemo was at the top of that list, and that got the ball rolling. I spent a few years researching not only the availability of the original art and original printings of the strips, but I also researched how they were produced, how the colors were separated, and how they were printed. Originally, I wanted to restore the strips all the way down to the original dot patterns that were used back in 1905. I found books about the process, including a couple books so rare that I had to get copies of them through special collections in museums. And using this information, I started working on restoring the dot patterns and textures. The old color separation process, which is attributed to a man uh, named Benjamin Day, used not only dots but but textures also to produce varying percentages of colors. Some people still refer to those little colored patterns as Day Dots. After literally hundreds of hours of work, I'm, I'm I'm talking literally. I spent months and months working on this stuff. I came to the realization that restoring the dots was not only too time-consuming, but there was absolutely no way of recreating the, the dots and especially the patterns perfectly. Uh, the sheer number of different patterns, multiplied by the hundreds of possible angles that they could be, that they could have been uh, created. And add that to the number of different percentages of the patterns that were available for use back then. This is years before the 64-color palette would be introduced. We abandoned that idea and decided to go with the method that we use on most of our restored material. And that is to figure out the intended color and present it at high resolution. And I think we made the right choice. The most common and uh, probably humorous response that I've been getting to these, to the Little Nemo prints, has been, oh my God, they're huge. I've been saying that, the, I've been telling everybody that these are 18 by 24, 24 inches, but apparently people don't realize how big that really is. Uh, these are printed at the size, the original strips were printed in 1905. If you picked up the newspaper back then and unfolded it and started reading, this is what you would have seen they 're big well, well, well actually I gotta, uh, our prints are about actually about six percent bigger than the original print size, but uh, I think that 's close enough where I feel comfortable calling it original print size but yeah the, 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 the size the size of them kind of uh, kind of shocks some, some people they, they look beautiful i, I couldn't be hap- i couldn 't be happier with them, and I hope you 're going to be happy with them too we'll be adding some more little nemo strips to the to the master series as well as some of my other favorite strips but we'll be making some announcements on that in the months to come oh and we've also decided that we're going to start restoring some select golden age comics individual books not entire not entire volumes but we're, we're going to pick uh, we're going to pick some of the some of the books that we feel are important enough to need full restorations, and so keeping her out for those announcements as well. Um, but that's enough about that. Let's let's get talking to our guests. All right, And joining us now is uh, the Oak Hill Gang. We have we have Mike Murray. Say hello, Mike. Hello, Mike. We have John Cordes. Hi. And we have Heather Bates, our news girl. Hi. All right, everybody. Uh, first thing, thank you for, uh, it, there's a lot of snow out there right now, so these guys had to come through treacherous conditions to come and visit us today. And I'm going to start off with Heather. We got a, we got a review.
1: Oh, we did? Someone, someone oh. reviewed us.
0: It's, it's mostly focused on you.
1: Awesome. And
0: so, <laughs> um, a user named Dunn 295
1: Oh, I know s- who that
0: is. Said, so. uh, oh, 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 oh. You know who that is? Oh, because I had a voice all set up for this. Tell me if I sound anything like... I'll try to imitate the voice that I'm imagining in my head. Crikey! I prefer to rate this six stars, but the Apple only allows five. The show itself is serviceable, but I was immensely impressed by the news girl, Heather. Her delivery and comic timing are reminiscent of the late Gilda Radner. I think Heather should take over for Brian Williams. Seriously, folks, she's like a modern-day Paul Harvey. If you like comic books, comic restoration, or comic news, then this is the podcast for you. Do yourself a favor and get on board with this now, and you can say you were down with it before it got big. Wow. How's that?
1: That's amazing.
2: Yeah,
0: so you're the star of the show. She's making
1: her own show now.
2: I know, it's all
0: going to go to her head. I (laughs)
2: really like how that voice changed from when (laughs) you first started with Crikey to...
0: Yeah, well, I, I believe that this J. Dunn 295 can't stick with the premise. That's nah, fair enough. Yeah, so that, I think that's how. Uh, that's all that would. So big news this week in terms of uh, things that excite me is you guys just saw I got my uh, the Little Nemo prints already. They've been sent out to people. I don't think uh, most people have gotten them in the mail yet because they were just uh, they were just shipped out late last week. And I'm very excited. What are your thoughts? I'll start with you, John. What they do you look think? pretty strong. I like them. I mean, the detail was
3: uh, pretty on point.
0: Good. Good. Thank you. Mike,
2: what do you think? I was pretty impressed. Good. The only thing I didn't like about them was the size.
0: It's if you want to put them in a mat and a frame, yeah, it's going to take up most of your wall. That's and that's what they're meant to be. They're because they're, that's the uh, believe it or not that's how big a newspaper comic strip was back a hundred years ago. Really? That's the that's the original size of these things. They're they are gigantic. And the funny thing is, I mean, I've been putting it everywhere that these prints are eighteen by twenty four inches. And the one person that I know that received them, our, our buddy out in Burbank, he looked at them and he received it. His first comment was, wow, they're big. I'm like, well, yeah. For some reason, people don't seem to understand 18 by 24 inches is a giant piece of paper. Well,
2: the thing is, is you're talking about 18 by 24 prints. Yes. And and when you say prints, a comic book fan is, is thinking, you know, 5 by 7, 10 and a half by 11, the things you can pick up
0: at a show at a table. Yep. You're talking about movie posters. I'm talking about the actual, right? Exactly the actual printed size. I don't people realize, uh, you know, when when I'm showing this on the, which I th- I think people really need to see need to see this in person. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Um, yeah, I mean, you know they are, you know they are huge. But ima- imagine that. I mean, 100 and 105 years ago, when someone was sitting down reading the newspapers and they're reading Little Nemo, you know, they got. A, Grab one right here. See so people on the radio can see what I'm talking about. It's it's giant. It's big. It's uh it's a newspaper, of course. You know, fold it over, probably fold it over again. But these things were these things were immense. And of course, they were just meant to be read and then thrown away.
2: Or well, the, keeping in mind out. too that you know when they were printed back then, they had to be blown up that big so that you could see
0: what you were looking at. Well, I think nobody had good eyesight back then? Or? It wasn't a
2: good eyesight. It was the poor printing. You know, the
0: three well, dots per, uh, per and, square. And, right. And, and, and not only that, and now that you say that, I wonder uh, I wonder if it was calculated. You know, why did they choose that size? Was it simply because the newspaper was already that big and they figured, okay, well, we'll just fit it to that format or... Were they experimenting? Uh, maybe not even purposely experimenting, but you know, were they just trying to figure out exactly where they were going to go with this really new format of uh, entertainment? Or? How
2: many others were done at that size? I, I mean, I know, oh, I know most all of them for, were, but some of them took up a single panel, some of them yeah. took up a half a page, so right. when
0: you looked at the folded paper, it was a full page. Right, and... Uh, it certainly wasn't all of the strips back then that took up a full page, but uh, quite a few of them. And Little Nemo stayed full page for, uh, my goodness, I want to say at least a decade, if not longer. Okay. So, you know, there was, uh, yeah, and, and some of the original Little Nemo sheets that we got, they had some smaller, pa- uh, where you can get like two, two or three cartoons on one, on one page. But there was a lot of, a lot of them that, had, that were just the full page uh, like that. But, of course, I mean, it's interesting. That, you think about it. I mean, 19, 1905, 1906 when these were done, that was it for entertainment. You had books and you had, it was print. Radio uh, radio wasn't big yet, was it, in, 19, in 1905? I don't think radio was big until, like, the, the teens or the 1920s. So Use the Google. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm busy.
1: Yeah, and
0: I can't <laughs> comment uh, and of course but they that, had a lot of shows too. There was a lot of small uh church plays. Oh, sure, but there was nothing like in the ho- if you were just if you were in their house, you were either stuck stuck talking to your idiot kids or you had something to read. And that was it. And so, and actually this is probably the first visual kind of entertainment that the that that we ever had where the comics were. You know, of course we had books. And we even had illustrated books, but nothing that was uh, a story based on nothing but well I shouldn't say nothing but but uh, you know based s- mostly on uh, on pictures seeing the size of those strips kind of
3: makes me sad about how comic strips are today in a Sunday paper it's 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 almost it's almost pathetic
0: well you know in terms of the uh, in terms of the size or just like three panels or yeah that I mean, just the
3: limitations they have they can't they can't break any you know those boundaries beyond those three squares you know, right bill Watterson used to always fight for you know bigger Bigger Sunday strips and right. he got it, but um well he got it,
2: but sometimes he turned his strip into one single image. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yes. Well I'm checking our
0: want to make sure we're done. Alright, good, we're still recording. Yeah, we yeah, got yeah. through it because our, our last one, we got through mm-hmm. the entire recording and it turned out that Heather's microphone didn't work. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know if yeah.
3: that meant it was completely
0: destroyed. Well I thought it was I thought I was gonna have to tell you guys that we couldn't <laughs> do it, but so I just sat down and I did a lot of research on garage yeah. And uh, figured out how to how to do it. And it was a pain in the neck, but if it happens again, I'm just I'm, I'm just scrapping, scrapping it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going through that again. Come get, back my, again
1: next. Took week. my whole weekend.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. But no, yeah, it, it is. You know, it, it is interesting to think that you know that was uh, that was the beginning of entertainment. It, like you said, you know, they could go out to shows uh, certainly, but there uh, yeah, there was there was film, but it was was it all just like those Nickelodeon. Uh, type things back then. Uh, you know, you could see the movies in the arcades. Um, when did movie theaters even start? That must have been around the same time, I'm guessing. But uh, I don't think it was as popular.
3: Not nearly <laughs> smart enough to know those answers. Yeah, yeah. I
0: don't know. I don't know anything.
3: Amazing Spider-Man to issue something, but I didn't <laughs> the
0: 173. The uh, Ross Andrew, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Fail <laughs> 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 I guess I
3: don't know anything. Nothing like calling him out. <laughs> yeah, geez. Well, what was what was the issue? What, what happened? One
0: seventy three. Molten Man. Okay. Yeah. Molten Man dies at the end. Oh, spoiler. Sorry. It, yeah, but other spoilers. He didn't really die.
2: Nobody yeah. dies. Nobody
0: at dies. He's, he's, well, except for Uncle Ben. Has Uncle well, Ben he, ever come back? Yes. 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 Well, when, when? Oh. All right. Uh, oh.
2: Tell, tell me about that. Tell you. It's, it, there's nothing to tell. It's just. It's an embarrassing story by Peter David. When he was when was this? You know. Oh. Just before, I want to say just before he did the Back in Black, as they were getting ready to do uh, the whole Moment in Time.
0: That's like almost 20 years ago, isn't it? Or am I way off on that? That
2: would have been like five years ago, right? No, I I think it was longer than five years ago. But not 20? Not 20, no. Okay. No, no. Uh, Peter David came back to Spider-Man, and he was uh, writing, I want to say, was Sensational Spider-Man. Yeah. And he introduced Ben into... 616 from another time stream. Oh, alright. You know, okay. At first Peter thought he was going crazy as he's sitting in a diner and he sees Ben walk by. Gotcha. And then it's, you know, like then he they tried to do the storyline as well, how would it be if, you know, now I can say what I wanted to say to him. He's here.
0: yeah And, and
2: it just, it, it turned out being I don't even remember how it ended. It was just <laughs> crap.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, I'm sure we've had this conversation before. That it's it's got to be tough on writers after 50 60 years of all this continuity trying to come up with something new and fresh that isn't just the uh, the villain of the week you know every, everything's been done you know, Well, so. there,
2: there are two sides to that I mm. mean one is the fact that uh, you know nobody seems to have learned anything from from the image idea of comic books when all the creators fled Marvel comics to create image comics Marvel has this Hard time letting things go as far as creator rights or processes. Yeah. Which is why we're not seeing any creative processes in comic books anymore. Nobody wants to put anything out there. You're getting straightforward Villain of the Week stories in Marvel comic books. And anything that these creators have to actually tell you, you're going to find out in you know, Image and Vertigo with their books like Trees... Or sex or sex criminals yeah. or any of the others where they they have free reign to do what they want and be creative. Right. So there's there's no new blood in comics. You know, Sure, there are great authors and writers but there's, they're, they're, they're not sharing the stories they right. want to tell. but
0: when it's you're different. talking about uh, uh, something like Image where you can have a creator-owned book and they're not even part of a universe. When you're talking about Marvel and DC where everything that you do automatically has to fit into this uh, universe that's already been created. Yeah, there's uh, you know, obviously going to be some limitations uh, to it, and uh, I had heard that a lot of a lot of the reasons why we don't see a lot of new characters for Marvel is because of the whole creators' rights, where Marvel doesn't want to uh, you know, pony up for <laughs> yeah. for you know any new characters. Well,
2: not only yeah. that,
0: even if they even if they tell you up front they don't
2: want to share. What was the last character you really saw? Deadpool, last new one. Cable. Yeah, yeah I was
0: just—I was going to say Cable, right?
2: Cable and Deadpool right. both came from a lot. Rob Liefeld, right? And and now he's you know he's doing Marvel Comics for the money, but he's creating somewhere else. Is yeah. that
1: that guy?
0: It is that guy.
2: That guy. Yes,
1: I know that guy.
2: You know, but I mean, and, and again, that was that was the nineties. That was the late eighties and early nineties, right? You know, and so we've had nothing since then, or nothing worth anything since then.
0: Well, no, it' worth anything. As, as, uh, just even back, what was it, uh, fifteen years ago when they started the Ultimate Universe? Yeah, you know, and I think that, and I thought that was a good idea. Well, uh, oh, let me let me go back and uh, correct myself there, because at first I didn't think it was a good idea, but I did end up enjoying it. I, I thought it was, I didn't right, know. Ex- right, exactly. When, if, when they first announced it, I'm like, "Oh, this it just shows that they're just completely out of ideas and they're going to start, for, you know, start over." And it turned out that it was uh, it was a good thing. I, re- I really enjoyed uh, enjoyed a lot of it. But what are we going to do? Like every fifty years, just start over, just start well, over I again. Was I don't say, know. Uh, if,
2: if you thought that was a bad idea and ended up enjoying it, you <laughs> must really be
0: soiling yourself over the news of secret wars. Well, I don't read comics anymore, though, so I do, it means absolutely nothing to me. We think, you know, every once in a while, I'll pick up a book, you know, see if there's something that I'm working on, or you know, uh, I'll get a trade just because. Of, uh, well, and I actually think the, the the most recent trade that I bought was Planet Hulk. In terms of Marvel, <laughs> I'm I, sorry, and, yeah, <laughs> I, right, and, and I was and, and I, did, I didn't hate it, but it was, it was it, it didn't make me want to go out and buy more. Well, Planet Hulk was a
2: big disappointment to me, and, uh, and a marketing standpoint. Because, I mean, here you've got, you know, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say that wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retract that. Planet Hulk worked for what it was. Okay. World War Hulk is what disappointed me and let me down.
0: Because
2: ah. you've got a, a pissing mad Hulk coming back to Earth and he makes this challenge, I'm going to hold you people responsible. Not one person died. <laughs>
0: you
2: know, uh, there's no drama
0: involved. Yeah.
2: You know, there's nothing to get behind. There's nothing to. Feel are they like.
0: being too safe? Do you think?
2: I. I think they're being safe. I think they're uh, not wanting to offend. I think you know they got rid of the Comics Code. They're they're self-evaluating. They're self-policing themselves. Yeah. They should they should be willing to, you know. I mean, they're 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 doing Jason Aaron's Men of Wrath. Yeah. They're doing uh, they're doing some nice books that that are more adult. Oriented. Right now, you know, you
0: know, just going back a, a minute to uh, you know, you're talking about you know, no one died in that in that Hulk story, and of course, when we were growing up, um, you know, during the you know seventies and eighties, it was very rare to see a death in comics, uh, not just the superheroes, but I mean, even you know, even like on the side, like someone accidentally being killed because of a fight between anybody, Superman and Bizarro. It All right. was uh, rare, but but, but, but yeah.
2: They weren't afraid to show collateral damage. Well, they, right, right. You knew people got hurt. You knew people died. You know, But that's what once, I was hoping, right, once in a the, while you saw it, it actually touched us, like when, when um, Captain Stacy was in that rubble.
0: Right, right. But um, I would have hoped that once they started, uh, once they got rid of the Comics Code Authority, uh, I, w- I wish we could have seen a lot more... Of the
2: collateral damage,
0: yeah. You know, for as silly as this may sound, see a little bit of realism, you know, in, in terms of what's uh, you know, what goes on in the real world. I mean, like you, know, like you said, there's going to be a lot more than just buildings coming down when the Hulk throws a thing into a building, you know, right? That, and you know, somebody's
2: that, on a floor somewhere,
0: right? You, you know,
2: in, you're going to have images like 9 11 where people are jumping out of windows,
0: right? Exactly, and it's funny. I mean, think of how many giant battles in comics there were that really would have resulted in a uh, Hiroshima-type destruction throughout I mean, New York. Sh- New York should not be standing. They should have, yeah, uh, in reality, they would have abandoned New York years ago and just built a wall around it and let people fight in there. Uh, Which is right, why Escape Gotham from,
2: became no man's land.
0: Escape from New York would have just been just n- <laughs> nothing but superheroes in there because there's nothing you can do. What was that? Gotham did what?
2: Gotham did no man's land.
0: Oh, I never read that.
2: There was there was a point in uh, Batman's history where Gotham City became so bad and so embattled that they, the government, blew up the bridges and made it illegal. To but watch. see,
0: and that and that brings you kind of back to you know what do you do with the storyline because um, in a world with Batman and Superman, why is anybody bothering to do anything wrong? Yeah, you know, never mind. Gotham getting so bad. I mean, if it's under Batman's protection. You know, even condense ba- even condense the entire Batman mythos into a realistic timeline of let's say 10 years for the 75, 80 years that he's actually been around. Um, you know, say that's 10 years. You'd think at some point people would say, you know what? There's a town. Th- seventeen miles that way. I'm gonna go over there and run my shady business. And let Batman just sit around and just, just rule over Haven. this. Yeah. Yeah. Is that still around the new fifty two or do they get rid of that? No, I
2: think that's
0: still around. Still
2: around.
0: I think, <laughs> I think. Oh, thank you. And actually they're rebooting New the Fifty Two as yeah. well. Yeah. What
3: are, what are they doing exactly?
2: Like what are they they're not going I can't that. tell you exactly. From what I understand, both Marvel and DC are giving up on history completely. Yeah. And, and they're giving up on the idea of a shared universe, and they're giving up on everything. And they're they're supposedly now they're going into this time frame where they're they're saying we're going to write good stories. And I I hope that works for them because that's something they they've been missing for a long time.
0: And this is DC.
2: And DC as well, DC as well. The new Fifty
0: Two is it's ending. Yeah, but. It, uh- is it po- but is it possible if, if you're going to start having all these stories and all these characters with no continuities? You're just setting yourself up for failure a few years down the road. When inevitably all of these characters start, I mean, that, that's how, that's why we needed Crisis on Infinite Earths because at the beginning Superman and Batman didn't live together right. to me, in the, the same. You, you have it
3: or you don't. You right.
0: Don't yeah. Right. Ways. Exactly. It has to be one of the one of the other for better or for worse. It has to be. Well, I'm going to say that Archie
2: survived for this long doing it.
0: See, and as far uh, uh, I don't remember who else having this. It might have been with you. So if, if if I'm rehashing this, just go along with it because no one else knows we talked about it. Um, you know, Archie's in a different kind of. Uh, I kind of look at Archie kind of like the Simpsons, where continuity is fun and okay, but I don't expect it. You know, if, if the Simpsons, you know, kind of if, if the Simpsons just decide to forget about if one day they just decided there is no Grandpa Simpson. I get it. That, that's fine. that's just this the way it is. I will I will accept it. But I can't do the same thing for the Marvel Universe. Um, Archie I can though. Yeah, you know, Archie. I, anything that happened in the Archie universe, I can kind of just say, "All right, I get it." it, it there's no real continuity to this uh, to this universe, and so I just buy it.
2: All right. Well, then, if if I gave props for you calling John out earlier, I got to ask, how do you become so impassioned about Marvel's continuity if you're not even reading the books anymore?
0: Oh I do, well, I'm talking. Well, for, first of all, what was I impassioned about uh, their continuity? I don't. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't recall. The, I, I, I'm, I'm impassioned about the idea that there has to be continuity. But I don't but, think there has to be. Oh, sure. I think there does. I think because they and, and, and I think there has to be because they have set it up to be. You know, well, at, say, at the very beginning, say, they say didn't, you
2: ignore everything that's come before. Where'd you just? We're just. Well, where's, tell good well, where's that?
0: Where's that arbitrary point where I decide I'm going to ignore everything? And that, and that was the ultimate universe. That's it. It was a new. It was a new starting point. And I was okay with. Again, at first I wasn't okay with, but I learned to enjoy that new, you know, that new beginning and the fact that it, even though it is Spider Man and it is uh, Nick Fury, it's not the Spider Man, and Nick Fury that I grew up with. They're complete. The same character, but different. Uh, you know, different reality, different stories. I'm using the word reality in terms of. Uh, it <laughs> totally this this, silly, of course. Heather, you're not pulling your weight here.
1: <laughs> I'm lost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's just waiting to read the That's news. That's why. No, no, no.
2: She's going she's gonna to be spot on when we all find out that all of these characters were dead for the last 40 years, and we're just reading, you know, much like the Lost season finale. Oh, good
0: Lord. My goodness. At least 10 years ago, when I first, uh, first met my editor over at Marvel, uh, the very first geeky thing that I told him was, I think it's time for Galactus to eat the universe. You can make a 10 year event out of the whole thing and just say, okay, Galactus is coming, and as slowly we all try to, you know, uh, we try to, to stop Galactus, but nope, there's no, you know, you can't do it until so you just destroy the universe, and then whatever, eternity decides, you know, I'm bored. Start the universe again. It started all over, and it doesn't have to be uh, ultimate universe, it can be the original people that we liked, but let's just pick them up. Started off in the year 2015, and it all starts all over again. It's a new continuity. We can, do, granted, I realize in 30 years, if, if we're lucky, 30 years, it'll all be screwed up again, just like DC. Uh, yeah, did but with, then you uh, can
2: have uh, the Midgard serpent eat everything, and Thor can experience Ragnarok. Sure, and do it again.
0: Right, or you don't have to. But I've
2: just got to ask: if the universe gets eaten, and uh, the
0: Celestials are bored, what are the Watchers watching? They're just sitting around playing cards.
1: Go fish? What are they going to do? What?
0: No, they're, mo- they're much more sophisticated than that. Oh. You Think they're watching the Watchmen? No, that's that doesn't exist to them. To them the Watchmen is a fairy But Don't they tale. see everything? Well, do they see other universes? Or uh they uh, oh, it's so convoluted at this yeah, point. Do they have a do they have a separate reality they all watch or do they watch all realities at one time? Or I don't even remember at this point.
2: Or they all that, assigned little sectors. Like yeah,
0: I don't know. All I know is that they had a, uh, they were all given these robot recorders that e- even today, by today's uh, standards of uh, uh, like gigabytes and terabytes, whatever the hell these things are that we have, <laughs> um, <laughs> one of these recorders could not hold all the information in the in the world. They'd have to be infinite.
1: My mind just blew up. Yeah, yeah see, you stumped yeah. everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can't hold all that information. And one more of them broke down. They have to sit there and just write it all on paper. They're just furiously writing everything down. a Story right <laughs> there. Has to, there has to be. All right, I purposely saved. Uh, I uh, Heather. Yes. There's one news story this week.
1: Yay! And
0: I'm going to have you read it because I'm going to be. Ta- I can talk about this for hours. So, Heather? Oh, yeah, I can imagine what this is. <laughs> yeah. Heather with the news. <laughs> All
1: right. Sony Pictures Entertainment and Marvel Studios have announced that Sony is bringing Marvel into the amazing world of Spider-Man. Under the deal, the new Spider-Man will first appear in a Marvel film from Marvel's Cinematic Universe. Sony Pictures will thereafter release the next installment of its $4 billion dollar Spider-Man franchise on July 28th 2017 in a film that will be co-produced by Kevin Feige Feige,
0: Feige? 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 I think it's Feige.
1: Okay. <laughs> and his expert team at Marvel and Amy Pascal who oversaw the franchise launch for the studio 13 years ago.
0: There's a pencil for you. You're going to have to make little marks because I'm going to be interrupting a lot. Okay. All right, so we got 2 years to wait. For this, that means two years, two and a half years, of speculating and, and talking. So let's start the spec. Let's start the speculation. So first thing, we're pretty sure they're going to be replacing Andrew Garfield.
2: Oh yeah, Garfield's out. They okay. Already said so.
0: And are you happy with that? Because I, great. I never. I didn't even bother to see Amazing Spider-Man Two. I hated Amazing Spider-Man so much, and I wasn't thrilled with the original three, so I just gave up. But I didn't think Garfield was the problem. With no, the no, 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 was not. Right.
2: No, Garfield was not the problem. Right. I think Garfield played what he was given to play very well. Okay. And and my fault lies, in and, and I did see Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, but it's also the first comic book movie that I did not buy on Blu-ray or DVD, yeah. and I'm a Spider-Man apologist, so that really hurt me. <laughs> there were times that I've actually gone on eBay and looked at it and thought, oh, I can buy it for a dollar with free shipping. You can't yeah. ship anything for a dollar. <laughs> and I still won't buy it. It's still anymore. not worth it. It's I even
0: right, I even bought the Daredevil movie, and what? but I wouldn't, but I, I won't I buy, the, but I won't buy the Spider-Man movies. I, I, no, I just don't want to just, support
2: them. No, it, it's not. And and the thing is, is it's it's the interpretation. You, you can't have you know Spider-Man's not a hipster skateboarding you know date the prettiest girl in school kid. Right. He was a loner. He was a schmuck. He was picked on and put down. Yes. And they used to laugh at him as they drove away. Yeah. So I'm really really excited. That Spider-Man is going to be done by
0: Marvel Comics. Now, let's assume, for, for at least uh, what, well, and I think it's a pretty good assumption, that it's going to be completely new cast. Okay. Fair enough. Do they forget about Amazing Spider-Man one and two? Do they forget about the Sam Raimi movies? Are they going to start from scratch? Is that even possible at this point? Because there are a lot of people out there that all they know for Spider-Man, th- this generation, if they don't collect comic books. Heather only knows Spider-Man from the movies, maybe from the cartoons, but in the cinematic universe, you know, there's already five, uh, five well, movies five.
2: No, i, I got I to gotta ask. Yeah. I mean, Heather, mm. he, there's no magic in Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange hasn't come out yet. So, I mean, without the Harry Potter influence, have you really seen the Spider-Man movies?
1: I saw the first three, and um, I like the first one. And then the, I. The
0: original first one from Ten Movies. With Tobey so? Maguire. With Tobey Maguire, okay.
1: I liked that one. Yep. And then the second one, I was like, eh. Then the third one, I was like, uh-huh.
2: Okay. See, the third one was awful, but yeah. the second yeah. Yeah. one I thought was the better. It, 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 was, the better it, yeah.
1: movies it was better made. than the third one. Yeah. But I, I still like the first one better. And um, I didn't even go to the theaters to see the. Amazing Spider-Man. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> from what I hear, I guess not. <laughs> no,
0: no, it was it. Was it was just awful. So um, all new cast. Do we do the origin again?
2: I think they're going to flip the origin in there and maybe like a fifteen minute scene. Maybe just a, a, a quick little flashback, yeah, and I think already, that would be perfect. We've already had the origin twice, right? And and the other thing is is from what I understand, and maybe it's further down in the news story we're not going to see the introduction of Spider-Man. Spider-Man's going to make an appearance in Captain America. Right. Civil, the Civil
0: War. A, they're going to establish him before the Spider-Man movie. Correct.
2: So that's, you know, so, Ooh. I mean, for him yeah. to be there for Civil War yeah. means that he's
3: already been around at this point. Right. But I've heard that he's going to be in high school, though. I've heard some
0: talk about Oh, that. see, I've heard of he, rumors of that. Yes, yeah, so that's another, just, that's another uh, interesting thing. He still be
2: in high school, yeah. but that's, that's exactly how yeah. it played out in the Ultimate Universe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to be fair... Even though Marvel's pulling stories for the movies from the 616 universe, it's the ultimate universe that shaped everything. Yep. Nick Theory, and Samuel
0: Jackson. Wait, so,
1: what is the 616 universe? That's Six, the, no, 6, no, 616 regular. is
0: the established baseline. Because there are different realities and different timelines. Right, ex- right exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, ima- so imagine uh, <laughs> in the Marvel universe, 616 is reality. Everything else is kind of uh, made up. It's like their version of movies. Like Peter Porker,
2: the spider ham.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. Does <laughs> whatever a spider ham Now thing. for... Um,
0: Actually, for <laughs> close. Yeah. This, this, okay. this is... This, and and here, here's uh, here, here's a wild prediction. Uh, first of all, oh, this isn't a prediction. This, <laughs> is, this is a demand. I want uh, uh, Simmons, J.K. Simmons. Is that the guy? Uh, J., uh, Jameson from there. I want him in... The oh, as, as Jameson. If if anybody else is J. Jonah Jameson, I'm walking out of the theater. You he, will, you'll he, lose my 12 bucks. He, it's assuming Jameson even gets into the first film. Oh, how could you not? If, again, if he's established, he's got. If Spider Man's already established, I think you. I think it's a given that Jameson's established.
2: If you he's established, to, but the, the other thing it. is, is they've got to figure out how to update Jameson because you've got a. Uh, an owner and publisher of a major metropolitan newspaper, Yeah. and as we know, major metropolitan newspapers don't exist anymore. They're all being bought up by conglomerates. Sure. So you know, I mean, they updated Spider-Man by having Peter not be a photographer and instead doing the uh, the online web design. So
0: you pun know,
1: intended
0: that
2: that's never even popped. In and the that's jam. why
0: we keep Heather here. Yeah, every, once every episode, she comes up with something fun.
3: Quick as a whip. Has, has the rumor <laughs> of
0: Miles Morales
3: been squashed? That's
0: well, that's what I'm. And that I haven't heard. That my movie. wild, my wild speculation is that the movie is going to be start with Peter Parker and end with Miles Morales.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. It, Peter Parker is the one who's going to draw the fans into the theaters, well, right? But Miles Morales, from what I understand, is selling more comics and is a more popular Ex- character, right?
0: Exactly. So they have to bring him. They have to bring him in here. So, and I and I think that's the logical way to do it because the fans, like I think the 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 main fan base is, they are not going to put up with uh, a a non-Peter Parker Spider-Man right out the gate, but also. Like you said, you know, Miles Morales is coming up. In you know, 10 years, Miles Morales might be the Spider-Man. And certainly, if, if he keeps up the way he is, this you know, this generation, the kids that are like 10 years old now, Miles Morales will be Spider-Man. So I think this is the time for them to... Uh... <laughs> All right, who wants to, who wants to tell Heather who Miles Morales <laughs> who is? Who is
2: Miles Morales? <laughs> well, the rumor is
0: that Miles is going to replace Peter in
2: the 616 when they eliminate that.
0: Right. And... Probably so. Miles Morales is the new Spider-Man, the
1: next Spider-Man,
2: the the, Ultimate
0: Spider-Man. So the Ultimate Peter Parker died, yes, in
3: battle with the Green Goblin. And I don't know; I can't remember the exact origin of how Miles got spider powers. I don't know that I even know how it happened.
0: I've never read a single book.
3: I've read a few of them, but I know it was an irradiated spider, like his uncle, or his uncle was a prowler, I think, in the Ultimate Universe, and he stole it and had it, something like that. you know, but he's got ah. different powers too. He's, he's like that ghost mode or yeah. Yeah, he's got some different enhanced because of that different ghost spider. Yeah. Cool.
0: Different
3: powers. yeah. I don't know, something
0: like that. Yeah, I don't know. You're, I'm in, as much in the dark as you are, with the exception of I know a little bit yeah. about <laughs> what they're talking about. But Basically when yeah, Peter yeah, died,
2: that. I stopped reading it. It was yeah. yeah. I mean I I, oh, I stopped it. long before that, but yeah. You know what's sad is is for like four days after that book came out, it was an eighty dollar comic book <laughs> and, <laughs> and <laughs> I wouldn't sell it. I wouldn't. It was part of my collection. Yeah. And so I, I bought the Ultimate Spider-Man comics for the next two years, and having never read them. And then finally, one day, decided, huh, I kind of wish I'd sold it when I could have paid <laughs> for them. You know, because I'm never going to read
0: it. Right. Yeah. Are they still worth eighty bucks? No. Yeah. It's it's like worth Howard, about four. Yeah. Howard the Duck syndrome. Uh, yeah.
2: Until this new uh, movie comes out again.
0: Which one? What?
2: Well, here comes Howard the Duck. Yeah, Howard I can't. The
0: Duck. I want to see a good. I love Howard. The, the The original Howard the Duck comics and magazines are still some of my favorite comics. Well, I love that. The stuff. comics are coming. Well, I, I know that they're making new Howard the Duck comics, but I want to see a good Howard the Duck movie. And uh, I, I realize how ostracized I'm going to be for saying this. I was like eighteen or nineteen when that Howard the Duck movie came out. I didn't hate it. I'd, <laughs> I it a lot. I'd, right, you but it wasn't for the kid. '80s. I didn't hate it either. Right. Oh yeah. Compared and to, when you right.
2: compare it to the Captain America and the Hulk, we had oh, on TV, yeah.
0: it was actually good. It was a lot. It was a lot better. You're, uh, the, what I didn't like. Oh, and I just saw they had a little uh, emotion comic on the internet of Howard the Duck, and I the same thing that I hated with the movie was I don't like their voice. Howard the Duck should have a mean, gravelly, angry kind of voice. And they have him sounding kind of like Ed Asner. No, no. he should sound like Ed Asner. Oh yes, no, actually, yeah, a young Ed Asner from uh, when he was on Mary Tyler Moore. That would be a perfect. You're absolutely right. I never thought of that. That would be a perfect Howard the Duck voice. But no, he sounds he sounds too mild. He's, he, he sounds too tame. I, I want him to be gravelly, cigar smoking, angry. I want him cursing every couple minutes and well, not not getting not be getting James
2: that. Spader because he's Ultron. <laughs>
0: All right, go ahead. Where'd you end off off there? Keep going.
1: Okay. Together, they will collaborate on a new direction for the web slinger. Wait, who will? Whoever I said it was. Okay, go
0: ahead.
1: Uh, Sony Pictures will continue to finance, distribute, own, and have final creative control over the Spider Man films.
0: All right. That worries me. Cause they're gonna, uh, No so, worries at all. Right, you think they're going to be smart enough to just kind of sit back and let Marvel do what, Marvel, what Marvel's going to do? Dude, they if, weren't smart enough to do that with Sam Raimi.
2: Listen, if they were...
0: Well, first of all, Raimi was hired by them to produce and direct
2: the movies. Right. This time around, they're recognizing that five movies in, they're, they may be putting up dollar signs, but it's only because of inflation. They're not making the secondary sales. They're not... Re- they're not creating repeat customers. Right. They've come to Marvel and said, "We need you to fix this."
0: They're not willing to give up their licensing rights yet. But you see, uh, every problem starting with Amazing Spider-Man three. I'm sorry, starting with uh, the original Spider-Man three, and then continuing on into Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man two. I've heard people complain that the problem was Sony interfering with the process. There was uh, Sony kept coming in and making them do things they didn't want to do. Such as, uh, well, uh, famously with uh, the original uh, number three, they forced them to include Venom, uh, Venom right. in there. It was originally just going to be Sandman, and uh, or did I hear that they forced them to put Green Goblin in there, or is he originally going to be in there? Uh, I don't remember, but, we, but yeah, but certainly Venom was not supposed to be. That was not part of Sam Raimi's uh, idea. And I think even
2: the Hobgoblin was uh, was not. Shorted. Yeah, I think that was supposed to be, you know, still stepping up to another movie.
3: Right.
0: So, I don't have faith that Sony is going to be intelligent enough to just sit back and let Marvel do it. Now, that being I said, I think, I hope Marvel will be smart enough, and I think they will, to say, if you're not going to let us do it, go to hell. We're not We're not going to be part of your garbage.
2: Right. So, and, and, and that's what's happening, because I'll tell you what. I think it's common sense to say that Marvel cannot keep hitting them out of the park. They're going to eventually have a, a bomb on their hands.
0: Thor. Thor 2. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> that was awful. The Thor I think
3: movies were good.
0: Thor movies produced. Too. <laughs> do you think Ant
3: Man's going to be good? I'm a little worried about
0: Ant Man. I'm worried you know about what? it, but I'm, I well, I'm not it. really excited I, I, about I'm it. I'm yeah. not
2: worried about Ant Man and i'll tell you why because ant-man's never been an a character ant-man's never carried his own weight
0: so there's no and, expectations and much yeah. like
2: guardians of the galaxy and guardians yeah. of the galaxy surprised the hell out of everybody i yeah.
0: loved it it was a great movie um, yeah.
2: and i think ant-man's going to do the same thing i think i think what they they're doing is they've got they know what they're doing right yeah and they're doing it right and with ant-man there's no, there's not, you know, it's not like Spider-Man. You're not taking a character who's got 75 years or 50 years of history and saying, okay, we got to be true to this, true to this, and true to this. How many Ant-Man fans are there? At least eight. At least eight. But how many Ant-Man moments are there?
0: Maybe that many.
3: What do you have to live up to? But did the trailer do much for you? I, no, I, no. The, I was disappointed by that I trailer. Think, yeah, because I saw Guardians trailer. I, f- I feel like that kind of lit a fire in me. Like this it, is going to be good, right? I think, this is, I think I
2: think Ant Man is a teaser trailer. I think you got to look for. I mean, the teaser of Guardians got me though.
3: This, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna,
2: you, you know, know, hold, hold judgment me. on it, but I'm looking forward to Ant Man very much. I, I, I do want to see it, and if Ant, I Ant- do like bombs, I like yeah, I do. if Ant Man bombs, then good for me because that just gives me more faith in Doctor Strange. How do you connect the two? Because. Like I said, Marvel can't hit everyone out of the park. So oh, if so Ant-Man's <laughs> going to fail, then
0: I know that they're going gotcha. to If you're going to fail on something, make it Ant-Man. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I go, but yes, uh, uh, Doctor Strange, I, I'm so happy that they got Cumberbatch. Because I, I said, uh, I've, been, I've been saying for about a year, if they can't get Johnny Depp, I want Cumberbatch to do it. And I was so happy that they got, they got him to do it.
1: This
0: no, guy I, I loves the movie Rubber. I <laughs> love <laughs> that movie it's Rubber. That was a great movie. <laughs> People. All right, continue. Continue. All right. Done at this point.
1: Marvel and Sony Pictures are also exploring opportunities to integrate characters from the MCU into future Spider-Man films.
0: All right, stop there. So now, do you think they're getting a little carried away? Because we're not seeing other characters in other films right now. We got the Avengers to take care to really take care of that. Uh, Did we? Did we uh, take Iron Man? Who have we seen in the Iron Man movies? Did Captain America show up in Iron Man three? I don't think so, right? Uh, No, but Bruce Banner was in it. Bruce Banner. He showed up for a second end credit, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't count that, but uh, I probably should. But yeah, there's. uh, I'm a little worried that they're going to go a little overboard with this because, and here's the reason. May. What's that? That says May, and what you've got
2: to remember though is it that's talking about in the future. First we've got to get past Spider-Man in, in the Captain America movie. Right. And then we got to get past the first Spider-Man movie.
0: Yeah, but what I'm worried about is you're Sony... you're
2: assuming you're assuming that this deal is going to go past that.
0: Well, right, right. Uh, uh I'm not I'm not just assuming, I'm hoping. I want to see Spider-Man continue on this. But what I, I, would I don't rather, I would rather see it fail. I want to see Sony lose the
2: licensing rights and just have Marvel oh, own it
0: outright. Period. Then that eliminates your whole first issue. No, no. See, I don't want that because I, I really think this is at least in my, uh, maybe hopefully not my lifetime, but at least in my uh, within the next twenty years, this is the last chance for Spider-Man. If they don't make I disagree, if they don't make Spider-Man, war- oh no. Well, in terms of my enjoying it, like I said, so far there has not been a Spider-Man film that I enjoyed. This is the last chance for the next 20 years or so, or until whenever Sony's, uh, I don't, I don't, when I mean. does their contract end up? I don't
2: know, I, and that's what I mean. When the licensing runs out and yep. Marvel gets their characters back, that's what I'm looking for. But I
0: don't want them to lose it by putting out another crappy Spider-Man movie. I want a good Spider-Man. If they can work in tandem with Sony and make a good movie, I'm all for it. I don't care. I don't care how they make a good movie. I just want to make sure that they do. As
2: far as I see this new story, I see Marvel making the movie. Period. Yes. Sony's going to foot the bill. Right. Uh, market it, and send it out there.
0: But what I don't want to see is Sony looking at this as, oh my God, um, because you know, Mar- let's assume Marvel steps in. Spider-Man's doing great. Uh, you know, the movie makes a billion dollars. Secondary, you know, the DVDs, Netflix. They're making hand over you know, money, hand over fist. And, but I don't want them to say, hey, it's working here, let's throw Spider-Man in everything. I don't want the, universe, the, the cinematic universe to end up like the comic books where freaking every month you just got all these characters and, and they start... They start kind of uh, getting away from the good stories, and it's all about the marketing now.
2: Well, I don't think he's going to be in everything, but I think it's going to look more like Nick Fury. Like Samuel Jackson appeared in, what,
0: eight roles? Obviously, and I don't want want that either. Nick Fury was great because we understood from the very beginning that he was the central point for the Avengers. We knew it was building up to something. I don't want them just throwing Spider-Man in as the center of of the universe, and now all of a sudden he has to be everywhere. Well, what if if it's he's too not much, everywhere? but I'll tell don't you what, that's what I it, want. I don't want it, him to be everywhere. It would
2: yeah. be damn cool to have a five-minute scene with 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 Spider-Man
0: and Johnny Storm just hanging out, talking between adventures. That and, and that's fine. If a little cameo-type thing, that that's okay. But I don't want him being uh, an integral part of every single movie that's coming out. I don't think that's going to be the case. And I, in fact, it, to, to that point, I think I'd be hap- I'd be happy enough with. Um, uh, Spider-Man just kind of you know, swinging into every uh, you know every movie just for just like that. If you want to have him come in and just make a little a little cameo, that's fine. I just don't want his story. Now, this is what the thing I was really disappointed with with all the Spider-Man movies, and I would have loved to have seen. I think it, 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 you probably couldn't do it with the first one, but at least starting with the second one with Doctor Octopus, every movie should start with Spider-Man fight a little five minute scene of him fighting one of his horrible gallery of foes. You remember, Absolutely. You yeah, remember yeah. the beginning of That's the... Um, the uh, I don't remember which of the new uh, the Daniel Craig uh, 007 movies. It just kind of started out with him arbitrarily chasing a bad guy. It really didn't have a lot to do with the story, but it was a stupid little scene, some action to get you going. I want... I want this movie to start with us kind of seeing the rocket racer running through town, <laughs> Rock, and Spider-Man going the big wheel, the kangaroo, R- the R- 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 exactly, uh, Any one, a uh, Razorback, any one of these Razorback. people, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> just uh, you know, just a little five-minute fun kind of thing. Ringer, I want the, the, you can. We can go on for hours just figuring out which. Uh, but you which know what, works.
2: my 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 stance on that is much the same. But it doesn't have to open that way. I was always under the impression, you know, like you go to Amazing Spider Man 3 where he gets his butt kicked by Dr. Octopus. Yep. There's that lull in the story where he had to listen to Johnny's talk in the school auditorium. You know, and there are many adventures we've read throughout the years where Spider Man's tagged somebody with a spider tracer and then spent hours looking for him. Right. Well, you got that lull in the story halfway through. And while he's looking for the scorpion or whoever the next villain is, he can run into the five.
0: He finds the looter. Yeah, he right. can,
2: right. You know, <laughs> you've got a five-minute uh, deviation there with another really cool backup. Which, again, you know, I mean, we're talking about BNC villains. That's the one thing I wish Marvel would do with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They've got I'll, such <laughs> a huge... Supply of pre-made yes.
0: characters. Yeah, I want to see. Have to make stuff up. Or has, has Paste Pot Pete shown up? No, in he hasn't. Cool? Paste Pot Pete. He <laughs> carries a big bucket of paste that has a squirt gun, and he goes right. Well, now he's the Trapster. Is that yeah. What, yeah. who he is? No, he's know? back to Paste Pot again. Because like, that paste. that makes sense. It's just, it was paste, paste. like, oh, like paste. No, paste paste yeah like yeah. the stuff you see in school.
1: I thought you meant yeah. like <laughs> I thought you said paste like. The salsa or something. I was like, "What? That doesn't make any sense." What? That doesn't make any sense. I know. know. Well, (laughs) neither does a bucket of paste. As as a hero, as a hero,
2: it's it's time to stop for our paste break. (laughs) Let's everybody dig into the wonderfully delicious taste of paste. (laughs)
0: paste,
2: (laughs) Tostitos. I never
0: completely off topic. The comics. What? What was the appeal? You always have that one kid in the class. I would eat paste. What was the appeal was it made with sugar? I don't know. Why what I it was I never the high. I never had. is was, that what it was? You, you wanted Eating a, it? Oh, yes, it was the high. I, thought I never you tried sniff it. it. Alright, wow. back on back on track. Go ahead, Heather. Read some more news here. Oh man. I told you it was gonna take us a long that time. That hurts to get my through head. <laughs>
1: okay. She's done having kids now. <laughs> The new relationship follows a decade of speculation among fans about whether Spider-Man, who has always been an integral and important part of the larger Marvel Universe in the comic books, could become a part of the Marvel Universe on the big screen.
3: I
2: I think that's the stupidest statement ever because there's no speculation. Most of us Spider-Man fans have been waiting for the contract, the licensing, to expire. We know it will get there eventually. Well, that's what
0: I was wondering. How long, when was it going to? I have to assume, that based on this, uh, either it was expiring, you no, know, if it was expiring, Marvel would just uh, forget it. We, we've we'll proven wait. that we can do it. So they must be looking at probably at least another decade before it expires. And
3: that uh, may be the case.
0: Yeah, so the, the, you know, there had to be a reason why they were stepping in now. Um, how do those they, things
3: work? Like, Isn't it every time they make a movie, it renews the... the that I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but there's, it, it's not infinite.
0: But yeah,
2: it's that's why some of the crappy movies have been made just so just they the can get the rights. Fantastic Four,
0: right? Yeah, yeah for, for example, right. Cormac but the, yeah, right. And he said, but obviously that didn't keep the, they didn't keep the rights forever because of that. Right. Uh, so uh, eventually, was it Fox that ended up getting yeah. the rights for that? Yeah. yeah. So that was anyway. Good.
1: All right. Spider-Man to to read the news faster. I can't. (laughs) Spider-Man has more than fifty years of history in Marvel's world, and with this deal, fans will be able to experience Spider-Man taking his rightful place among the other superheroes in the MCU. Bob Iger, chairman and CEO of the Walt Disney Company, said Spider-Man is one of Marvel's greatest characters. beloved around the world we're thrilled to work with sony pictures to bring the iconic web-slinger to the marvel cinematic universe which opens up fantastic new opportunities for storytelling and franchise building
0: uh, and i didn't give a shit about what he had to say i just wanted to hear Yeah you talk. i figure
1: I you I yes you put those in just wait a me. minute i thought
2: you said rule number 2 was no swearing did i swear you said you didn't give a crap about, you know...
0: Crap isn't a swear. You said crap, crap earlier. the one you said, though. What did I say?
1: You said... I... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't give a Where's shiitake mushroom? Started? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> oh.
0: I don't like mushrooms. Continue.
1: What about hey, shiitake like? mushrooms? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway.
2: there are essentialist power-ups in Mario Land. <laughs>
0: You're such a geek.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Doug Belgrad, president of Sony Pictures Entertainment Motion Picture Group, added, Sony Pictures and Marvel Studios share a love Not-hearted. for the characters in the Spider-Man <laughs> universe and have a long, successful history of working together. This new level of collaboration is the perfect way to, make, to take Peter Parker's story into the future. I've nothing, nothing to add I've nothing time? to say about that side. Put that yeah. stuff in. <laughs> Spider-Man embraced all over the world is the most successful franchise in the history of Sony Pictures with the five films having taken in more than 4 billion dollars worldwide.
0: It's a Ooh. lot of money. And that's yeah, what it. it's,
2: it's worth the you know, a little bit uh, a little bit more than one Avengers.
0: So now, since we're uh, on the topic of uh, of movies, another obviously we have a bunch of good Marvel years in front of us. But this year alone, we got Ant Man. We have Avengers Two. All right, I'll get to that in a second. Hold on. What else we got this year? There's got to be at least another one, right? Is that is that all that's slated for this year?
2: I'm brain farting. Yeah, uh, I can't think of
0: anything. It usually uh, for some reason I was thinking it was going to no, be I one think it's two later a year in now. the year.
2: No, I think it's two a year. Two now. a year? All right. I think that's what they changed it to do because when they bumped Spider-Man into that July uh time frame in 2017, they bumped back Thor Ragnarok.
1: Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So Ooh.
2: so uh, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is not coming on the show.
1: Chris Hemsworth.
2: <laughs> Him either. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, I mean, I think their I think their scheduling is two a year now. Okay,
0: now X Men. You want to see them join into the uh, of into the universe, or okay, but, but or are you okay with the way it is now? You know it what? Certainly would be great, but are you okay with how it is? I'm
2: happy with the fact that 20th Century Fox seems to have figured it out a little bit in that they're making good X Men movies. Yes. Uh, Days of Future Past was a good looking movie. I agree. It was a good movie.
0: Yeah. So, you know, they're doing something right. But does it does it need to be part? Uh, the the fact that it's not part of the MCU um, is I'm okay with it. It's I don't feel it's bad. Spider Man. Uh, I'm okay with it. Suffers it, because of it.
2: I think Spider Man suffers because of it. I think the Fantastic Four done right could move ahead, but I don't know how this new movie's going to go. Um.
0: You know, we had mentioned last time, man, John, that we're uh, we're surprising, we're surprised by the uh, casting. But no, well, yeah, never mind that. But I was surprised by the trailer. I watched the trailer with the intention of hating it. Yeah, it was venomous when yeah, I was right. Exactly. It. I, yeah, I, I watched it just so I could hate it, yep. and I didn't. Um, no, the only thing I
2: hated is that. And you know, I don't have a problem with him changing Nick Fury yeah. because it didn't affect his character. Right. But John and Sue are brother and sister. They're not half siblings or uh, adopted siblings or well, I don't know they're how they're going to do with them. Yeah, well, I have
0: no idea. Well, they could they, they could be siblings. i effing love um Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Absolutely. So I, so it, it But it, that was
2: that was how was deliberately designed. Because if you go back to the Ultimates right. from Itch. more than 12 years before the the, uh, the Avengers movies started coming out, that was clearly uh, they, Brian Hitch drew Samuel Jackson in the comics. Right, There's right,
0: no right. doubt about that. But uh, uh, to kind of go uh, a little off topic, a little off off track, I always thought that they kind of uh, they kind of missed the boat by not figuring out a way to have Samuel Jackson in the Captain America movie during World War II. The idea I, of a, of a black sergeant leading the Howling Commandos would have been phenomenal, I and it could have been its, yeah. it could have been its own movie. And, I mean, we're talking them all. They could have figured out a way that Nick Fury actually is 100 years old or whatever, and he could have served during the World Infinity War II. Supposedly, he, right. got, yeah. he they had done some of the so same
2: good. Captain yeah. America blood that right. Captain America had. But, 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 get, but get, get, you know what? They could have done that. If, the, if they had been smart, Nick Fury would have been a sergeant of his own black unit, which would have been. Uh, no, I want him part of the Holloway Commandos. But yeah. it would have been historically correct if he were the sergeant of his own black unit.
0: Yep, and when they're captured and thrown in those cells, oh, so we thrown into a circumstance of being in charge of the Holland Commandos. It's okay, when, that's and fine. Yep. When they're captured and
2: thrown into the cells, they're not. The the, the, the Nazis weren't differentiating between colors. Yeah, we were either Aryan or we weren't. Right. And when Captain America walks in there and, and opened it up, and the Holland Commandos came out, if he happened to be the lead man, and they said, "Listen, regardless of your color, you're the sergeant. We're going to respect that." Yeah. That could have been the beginning of something.
0: And right. we could have seen it right there. Yeah, I think that would have been great. But but uh, bringing that back to our Fantastic Four uh, thing, yeah, I mean, I I do I want that artistic integrity of the original originally um, the Fantastic Four. There was a, you know, a white brother and a white sister, um, but it doesn't bug me that they're that they're, it, it'll only bug me if they do something stupid. To uh, to for like like if uh, Johnny Storm or Sue Storm is adopted, or something. if they change the dynamic of the family, that's going to bug me. But if they if they go, okay, you know whatever Sue Storm's mother is uh, is black or father's black, and you know it's a interracial marriage, and that's why you know there's one black and uh, one white kid, that that's fine. You know, it's all going to boil down to how do they explain it. You know so and if they you know so if, if we'll hold judgment for that exactly. exactly as long as they keep the same, but at the same time. Uh, I, I don't trust that they're going to make a good Fantastic Four mm-hmm. movie anyway.
2: Now, we'll, wait, know, we'll, so we'll hold judgment it, for that. Yeah. But to get back to your original question, yep. I think it does hurt the X-Men that they're not part of the MCU in that the stories could be better. Which is why we've got a situation where Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch oh, right. okay. are in X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> and in Avengers we've got the twins, Wanda and Pietro, right, who are not the children of Magneto. Right. Because we are not legally allowed to say in exactly. the Avengers that there are mutants. So or that's, that they're what are that's... they are calling it. them? Miracles? I think they're calling them miracles. or Something, something like, like that. Something. They're and not mutants
0: anymore. They're miracles? Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> because, because legally, right. 20th Century Fox owns mutants. Yeah. They own Magneto and right. the children of Magneto. And it was
0: only because um, uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are such a big part of the Avengers that they were even allowed to kind of share them. And there was some legal wrangling going on between that, if I remember and, right. And, yeah. and,
2: and I'm curious because that's something that's come up recently. Somebody asked me, I don't know if they had the foresight to put that into the contracts when they wrote them, the licensing, or if that's something that they decided after the fact and said, hey, you know, well, you did, they're and, a
0: huge part of the Avengers history. How oh. are we going to use them? My guess is they. Who thought this was going to be this big? I know. Even crazy. when when the even when Marvel uh, announced that they were going to do Iron Man, I think most of us were excited. But I th- just like with the Fantastic Four movies, like, yeah, we're excited, but this is going to go nowhere. And obviously, it blew up into this big giant, you know, this big giant thing, and a you know, big giant for thing. Us. I am
2: going to say that I'm going to not just there. I mean, television,
0: small screen, uh, everyone, yes. right
2: now, live. The, Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the only thing that excites me about Marvel Comics.
0: Now uh, we're running out of time, learn, so let me uh, kind of segue that into something real quick. The DC Universe, DC has been failing with movies for years, with the exception of uh, the Batman movies and maybe one or two of the Superman movies, maybe even three. Everything else has been pretty much almost complete failures. Yeah, I, 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 I right, take that with a grain of salt. But the Superman movies were not fantastic, but at least they were successful to some point. They now, like DC has... It, it seems that DC has just decided, hey, Marvel's doing it. Let's do it, too. And they're just throwing everything out there. They're throwing everything in the swimming pool. They're, just, they're taking all their stuff. they got TV shows, movies. they got this big lineup without proving that they can... In fact, despite proving that they can't do it now they're just going to start inundating us with all of this stuff i don't i don't get it why are why well, are they doing so this quick. I mean, they're, yeah they're, they're, they, they should they want be it now they should be building it well, up the right? problem
2: is is they have to compete but no uh, i read an interesting article on the uh, online and i'm not going to i i have to apologize somebody else deserves credit and i don't remember the author mm-hmm. but it was a really well thought out argument that Marvel did it wrong by introducing their characters so slowly and bringing them together, because now they have to up the ante every time. Because when you've got a situation like Thor 2, where they're technically threatening to destroy the world, mm-hmm. where are the Avengers? Where's Captain America? Where's the
0: Hulk? How come nobody's... Well, I thought helping? they explained that. I thought they, they said somewhere's over here, someone's over there. And, uh... I but, see, but the thing I liked but, about the Avengers movie was, by the end of the movie... I didn't get the uh, idea that they were a team that is supposed to be at the radio. They got together for this one event, event. Right. and they it's will come back together when needed. R- right, exactly. Otherwise, it's like, hey, if we need, you now, know we can handle this on our own. We'll but the on thing our own. is,
2: is you need a bigger threat. Yep. So you've got the you've got the Marvel Cinematic movies with their standalone characters, and then you need a larger threat to bring them all together. And you're right. going to have to keep building that, building that. And eventually you're going to run out of, you know... Well, eventually, we're,
0: look at, we're going to be looking at close to 10 years from the introduction of Thanos introduction of Thanos, to when this storyline ends, as based opposed on the to, movies. As opposed to when you get into
2: what DC's going to do and Time Warner's collecting everybody for this movie and jumping immediately into Justice League. Yep. Yeah. You're going to establish the characters here and introduce them. Yeah. Go immediately into Justice League, and then you're going to be able to go into the individual stories and tell some backstory. And tell some some maybe some less
0: important stories but just as good stories. Yeah see and I and I think that goes against the argument that you were just saying because DC is literally starting with its biggest idea, and then they're going to get smaller from there. And now they have now they have the uh, the task of taking of trying to beat that giant idea with unestablished smaller stories. Well,
3: That's
2: how I see it. But let yeah. see. I, I, and I'm I'm the exact opposite. I mm-hmm. think if you've got a big idea with seven characters, and suddenly you've got enough interest that you can put make seven movies with backstories or uh, individual characters.
0: Yeah. See, I, I think like that's a better idea. I like the way Marvel did it. They slowly started building up, proving they could, do, proving to us they could do it. And then uh, uh, Avengers was kind of like the climax to the first yeah, wave. They
2: earned that payoff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Ex- well, that exactly. Well, uh, Avengers was intended to be the climax to the right, first wave, right? Right, and the I, I kind of like
0: that. and I like and I like the way they're doing that for phase two. I don't, I don't think I would like having the climax at the beginning and then kind of trailing off after that. Well, and we then don't know for that that's the one.
2: climax. That that may just be the introduction, the Big Bang, well, so to speak.
0: And, and uh, logically it is. It is the it is the introduction. But yeah, it's to me, it's going to be hard to uh, beat it because they've proven they can't beat it. They can't make a great movie uh, with a single character. Uh, and so far you're right. But
2: you know something? What they need to do is they need to shake up their uh, creative processes a little bit because I'll tell you what, I don't know of any Warner animation that's
3: failed. It going was. back to DC for a second. Did yeah. anybody hear like
0: Man of Steel? Is that something you Oh, uh, okay. I liked Man of Steel more than the Superman Returns. Is oh, absolutely. That, yeah. I thought it was entertaining. But, but yeah, it's still, still... I
1: hated
2: it.
0: I, hated it, it. I, I still feel that there... there were are... so
2: many problems. All it was was <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I think the... Uh, and, and this is going to kind of show my uh, uh, my taste here. I think that the DC movies are going to be like the DC comics and to me, the DC Comics are not, and I know I'm going to get a lot of crap for this. I don't think DC Comics, uh, uh, the main superheroes, I don't think they're cere- cerebral enough. I think Mar- you know, Marvel, and Marvel isn't, uh, you know, it's not like reading the, you know, it's not like taking a science course or anything like that. You know, it's not like you got to be a genius, but I always felt a little more challenged Reading Marvel, reading reading Marvel books. Where DC, I felt, were almost kind of geared towards a younger audience, even when they were trying. Now, like I said, and I'm I'm saying that for the that's the that's a Justice League kind of crowd. I'm not talking like a Swamp Thing. I'm not talking about uh, Constantine or any of these other uh, side things. Right?
2: That's a fair assessment.
0: Right. I hope.
2: (laughs) I'll tell you uh, what comes to mind. Just as you say that, is I had a as a child, I had a great, great fondness for the. I don't want to say early detective comics, but the ones I remember as a kid. Mm-hmm. The stuff that Neil Adams was working on and some of those right. other guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's what DC tried, they made a conscious effort to try to make their comics grow, grow up a little bit. But
2: you know what I liked is, is I remembered liking that as you went through the story, they'd, they'd get to the point where, where it's like, did you pick up on the clues? Have you figured out what Batman's oh, figured out? Right. It was a detective. It was like it a, was detective a detective book, right? Story. right yes, and yeah. and and I remembered liking that a lot, and it, and the books were dark, and they made you think. Yep. Yeah. And as I went back and reread some of those in the now recolored and refinished versions yeah. collections, I found that they don't hold up because they didn't actually show you the clues in the book. It was it, stuff that was maybe between the panels that you had to
0: right. You had to figure out. You know, out
2: and they about. weren't. It wasn't stuff that some of those clues you couldn't figure out on your own without being fed, anyhow. Yeah. Uh, you know if, but now we've got these. Nor is very very popular, and if you told me Greg Ruka or uh, Brubaker, like I've been reading Gotham Central a lot lately, great stuff. And you tell me that they
0: could write a detective comic. Oh, dude, we could have some great DC comics. I'm sure. I'm sure they could. But again, you know, DC again, uh, you know, as as kind of. Uh, Shown by what they have to do with their universe again. I mean, they they do what that what I think inevitably ends up happening. They screw up their continuity. They start trying more, you know, more outrageous things, trying to keep people interested, and it eventually just end up screwing things up. They got to kind of figure out a way to start over again. And nothing that,
3: makes me. I, I'm just thinking of the new Fifty Two stuff. Nothing makes me more angry about finding out like what stories counted, what stories didn't. <laughs> it's just too mad. And, oh, it's easy. What sells? The only right, two right, sto- the
2: only two stories that weren't but affected the, by New Fifty Two were Green Lantern, which was Jeff Johns at the time, and Batman. And yeah, Batman then, started new with Capullo and um, Scott
3: Snyder. It's wildly successful, and that is going to carry over. Batman. Yeah, there's and, stuff that happened in those books, but some of the way that it happened, like the characters that were in there, are no longer the same now. It, just uh, the periphery characters.
2: Uh, like who? Batman well, and the Green Lantern essentially didn't change at all. Everything it, else say, changed.
3: They say Blackest Night nice still counts, right? Yes. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> fight, fight, Blackest, Blackest Night still fight. counts. <laughs> Blackest Night still counts in the Green Lantern mythos. As far as Justice League goes, Blackest Night didn't count because Justice League wasn't around for that.
3: Didn't count. I mean,
0: stop. All right, guys, take it outside. Take it outside. All right, we got. We need to wrap this up anyway. So. Heather, did you officially finish your news? I
3: did not. Go ahead,
0: yeah, pretty much go ahead and finish it off.
1: I'm Heather Bates, and it is what it is. Thank
0: you, Heather. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. John, same for you. Heather, you're here anyway, yeah, so uh, you, you don't need my thanks. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Please look us up on Facebook, Twitter, and check us out at Kellustration.com And support us by purchasing our new Master Series prints featuring Little Nemo and Slumberland. You got four 18 by 24 inch prints, and if you order now, you'll get free shipping on your next order. That's calistration.com. Okay, thanks everybody. We'll catch you next time.